Shamai, Kreuzer, and welcome to a Club Pearl Droids Cymru Premier podcast. It's been a quiet couple of weeks for the league with only the two games since we last recorded the pod two weeks ago. We discuss those games, look forward to Bala versus TNS on the weekend, and also we have a chat with Pennebont manager Rhys Griffiths. Shumai, after a week's break, a Club Pearl Droids Cymru Premier podcast is back. I'm Ivan Gwilym and I'm joined by Jordan Jones. Jordan, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How about yourself? Yeah, very good, very good. Uh, there's a big game coming up this weekend, Bala versus TNS, take two. Uh, we'll discuss that later. This week, I've also spoken to Rhys Griffiths. That interview is coming up in a bit as well. But first, uh, as we didn't catch up last week, we've got two games to discuss this week, TNS versus Haverford West and Haverford West versus Bala. In a selfish way, I'm glad that there's been a Cymru Premier game for me to watch on a Saturday afternoon, but it's certainly been odd, hasn't it? Uh, a break that's not a break. What have you made of the decision to play this round robin between the three teams that have decided they can continue to play? I think it's, it's good that these three clubs are taking the initiative to play during this time. These three clubs obviously feel that they can host these games and they want to make the worst. They want to make the best of um, the situation. They want to play and they want to continue their season. They don't want to have disruption. So they are training and they are playing games. And it's, be- it's beneficial for them, really. Um, some of the leagues, some of the teams in the league have taken a different stance. They want to play the league when everyone is playing at the same time, whereas these three clubs have taken the decision to play at the moment. You're never always going to keep everyone happy, but for the three clubs, it's good for them. They're keeping match fit and they're still training. And I understand that um, some of the clubs now are going back to training ahead of the return. Um, Ideally, you want to see a lot of these games being played. Like you say, selfishly, you still want to see some games being played. And it's, it's not like these games have been dead rubber or boring games either, but it's been two good games. Uh, um, plenty of people have been talking about the neutrals, the fans associated to the clubs. And then what a way to top off, perhaps, the, the, where we've been drip-fed some football. So Bala versus TNS on Saturday. Mm, yeah. Uh, in his interview, which we'll hear in a bit, Rhys mentioned the fact that their next game is against one of these teams that has been playing during the break. How much of an advantage do you think it is going to give those three teams? I, I think we'll see it. We, we always ask um, when it comes to Europe whether Premier Premier clubs are well-equipped going into these games. And some of the excuses that we say, and their fair excuses that we say, that, well, these teams playing in Scandinavia are playing in a winter season, so they're more match fit. Some people are like, well... If they're playing games, they might be a bit more tired, but ultimately playing games allows you to make those mistakes. The managers will roll off the cliches. They'll say um, that they can learn from those mistakes in the games and then they can be better in the next games. Um, so, so I do think in the early stages, we will see the teams that have been playing will have that ability to see out the game the 90 minutes. So say they're trailing, we might see mm-hmm. two late goals from them and turn the game around completely because they've had that match experience. Uh, you, you mentioned late goals. That that takes us nicely to the games that have been happening in uh, in the coming Premier these uh, last few weeks. Uh, so firstly, the game weekend before last, uh, TNS versus Halford West. And to jog your memories, uh, listeners, of what happened uh, so that I don't have to, Michael Davis was there for a club build droid. Uh, here's his summary. Back from Park Hall now, where TNS won an exhilarating game of football against Haverford West County. It finished 3-2, with goals for TNS coming from Ben Clark, 
as Sean Pemberton own goal and Blaine Hudson right at the death, while the Haverford West goals came from Jack Paulson and Danny Williams. Haverford West called, caused TNS problems throughout the game uh, with brilliant counter-attacking play, but TNS uh, back, were back to themselves late on with great possession to get back into the game and uh, brilliant set pieces to find the winner. So 3-2 uh, then, a late winner there for TNS. But Halford West continuing to show promise and that they're settling in the league. Taking the lead against TNS twice is, is quite something. So how, how impressed were you by their performance, Jordan? Yeah, I was really impressed by it. And um, when we saw the fixtures be rearranged, we, we kind of thought Halford West County is kind of a left-field thing, newly promoted team. Um, but their performance, I describe it, was very professional. Um, that they held their own against the nuisance and it, it just comes down to an individual error really that they haven't got at least a point from Parkle. Um, they were taking the lead against the nuisance and it just, it just shows that they, they're willing to compete against these top teams and sometimes you see that, you see that. I, I know in Reece Griffiths' interview he said that he, they went toe-to-toe with the new Saints and Connors Key last season, which could have picked up some points. And we're kind of seeing that now with Wayne Jones and Half the West. It's that this young squad, but also a squad that has got some players in the league that know the league, um, and managing the game well. And it's just a case of cutting out those individual errors and getting the points on the board against the teams perhaps you don't expect to get points from. Yeah, so, so a week later, they, they did get a point from Bala. And in the two games that they've played against Bala, They've been 1-0 down going into the last minute and they've come out with four points, which is uh, amazing, isn't it, really, in terms of game management? Yeah, it just shows as well. And we've got to pay credit to Jack Wilson as well, who's just absolutely tearing this league up at the moment um, for half the West County. And I wouldn't be surprised because the league has been condensed to just these three fixtures over the last three weeks. So perhaps Scout who can attend games are watching scoring and perhaps looking at these players on show and considering to take them perhaps in January or, or something because these are the players that are the only ones on show. Um, it, it shows, I think, impressively on the Saturday game that they played play quite well. Um, and it was kind of like they approached the same as the New Saints game. Um, perhaps Bala would have Bit, bit out of sorts. I think Hamilton West County played a better team, um, played the better football in that in that match. So I, I think the point against Bala is is very impressive because I've tipped Bala for big things this season, and I think um, when you can stop Bala and, and take four points from and Bala, win a, win away at Maestegid and get at least the points at home, it, it just shows that you do mean business in this league when you're taking um, points off arguably the, the top four teams. Well, those points taken from Bala as well mean that uh, TNS are now five points clear at the top of the league, which it'll be, it would have been pretty, a lot more interesting uh, going into the next weekend's game, uh, TNS versus Bala, or Bala versus TNS, sorry, um, if, if Bala had managed to hold on to at least one of those uh, one nil uh, advantages that they had. Uh, but... We'll move on. We'll, we'll talk the, the Balatines game in a bit. But first, uh, this week, I've spoken to Rhys Griffiths, uh, Pendabont manager. Um, it was a really good chat. We spoke about uh, the trajectory that 
Penabonteron, you know, he he took charge while they were in what is now called the Cymru South, um, now in the top six. Um, and yeah, just talked about the start they've had to this season. So uh, here it is. Pleased to be speaking to Penabont manager Rhys Griffiths today. Thanks for joining us. Um, how are you, first of all? Yeah, really good. Um, getting over the break and had a bit of extra time with the family, but uh, looking forward to getting back to football now. Good. Um, first of all, congratulations on, on recently extending your contract with Penabont. I guess that not only shows the faith that the club is showing in you, but also that you're enjoying being part of the club. Are you happy with the way things are going so far this season? Yeah, so first of all, signing the contract, it was just a natural progression. It wasn't a, a big thing. Um, it was, I got no intention of going while well, I still feel that we're pushing forward and there's work to be done. So, um, and thankfully, that's what the club want too. So, and in terms of this season, yeah, we're, we're happy with the start. Um, you know, we, no secret that we want to achieve top six. Obviously, last year we avoided relegation um, and the nature of the league means that if you can avoid a relegation fight, you're almost automatically in the top six fight. So at the moment, we're, sit, uh, we're fifth. I nearly said sixth, they were fifth. Uh, and a couple of negative results. Uh, we know that, that can go south quite quickly. But at the same time, a couple of good results, starting with Balor in a, in a week or so. Um, and, then, uh, and then we might be dizzy heights in nosebleed time. <laughs> um, you are one of the form teams in the league having won four of your last five do you think that this pause is going to affect you in any way? It wasn't ideal but there's no point worrying about it uh, it was Drakeford's decision and uh, <laughs> I, I can't pull favours with him unfortunately so no, I, you know, it is what it is uh, it's not ideal that we're playing Baller who have played twice uh, in, during lockdown and and obviously, they're a good side anyway, a top three side, in my opinion. So that's not ideal, but you know, we'll prepare as best we can. The week starting the 9th of November is planned, um, and we'll go up there looking to get a result, and I fully expect us to get a result, especially after we, we felt hard done by when we lost to them at home. I was going to ask you about that, because I know you don't need reminding of the scoreline, but, but for our listeners, it was 5-1, but you were 1-0 up half-time. Uh, I was there, you, you were the better team in the first half. To what extent is that going to be a motivator for you in that game? Well, actually, going back further than that, Bala were the team last year that put us to the sword twice. You know, we, we got a draw against Connors Key. Um, against TNS, we held our own twice and probably should have got results twice. And that's not under uh, understating it or overstating, I should say. So, but Bala were the team that we didn't cope well with. So they were already a motivator for me to show a barometer, if you like. Um, and now, having, like you say, we, we were the better team in the first half, dominated the first half, really, could have been two up at least. Have a man sent off and then, and then lose heavily in the second half. Obviously, I don't know whether people can remember, but I was very upset with the officiating in that game. But looking back on it as well, I didn't manage the second half particularly well. I think I could have made better decisions and made it easier for the players to cope with being a man down. So it's up to us to learn from that as well. But yeah, certainly we're not motivated because we hate Bala or anything like that. We're motivated <laughs> because Bala are a very good side. They're the team that we've found difficult to beat. 
or get a result against them and therefore we want we want to beat them or get a result against them more than anyone really uh, with with your performances so far there's been a few new additions to the squad that have created an impression uh a few familiar names to follow to the domestic game but i've seen you a couple of times now and it's a less familiar one to me anyway that created an impression uh connor davis has been playing right back has he been a player that you'd been having an eye on for a while uh, how did that transfer come on um i, I knew his name early he was obviously with cardiff and i i've got some um you know sort of friends at Cardiff if you like um, and I'd spoken to them about him whilst he was still there as a potential loan um, he went to Western Supermare last year on loan um, and then Mikey George was our right back last year Mikey decided to go to Barry um, so we were looking and then obviously Connor was one of the names I had on my list as potential right backs I hadn't seen much of him um, he came in and he impressed in training he's quite dynamic it's got superb delivery, um, very consistent delivery, um, and lots of energy. So, yeah, he fit the bill for us, and he's come in and he's done very well. You know, there's, uh, there's room for improvement right throughout, and, you know, there's room for improvement for Connor as well. And as I just said, room for improvement for me, uh, that second half against Bala. But certainly we're pleased with Connor, and he, and he is doing well for us. And we've also got Liam Walsh, who's been injured for about two and a half years now, ex-Rexham player, and he's coming back. Um, he's been training full contact now for a little while, so he'll be back soon. So competition for right back is looking quite good. What about the team in general then? And I know Miles Davis has obviously taken a lot of the headlines with the goals he's scored, but with the new signings, in what way do you think you're stronger this year? I think, first of all, I, I really feel it hard to pick a team and a squad action. Mm-hmm. And I've, you know, I may even be leaving myself out of squad soon, which was always an easy option, really, to put me on the bench. So um, that's proof, really, that it's, the squad is stronger. We lost a couple of players last year, from, some through choice, some not so. But characters such as James Sadler and Owen Waller, Owen Waller has been one of my best signings, moved on. So to replace them as characters as well as players was going to be tough. But the likes of Mile, he's coming, he's great to work with. Um, Experience, belief, um, you know, he believes he's a top six player, probably even top three or four player, really. And and I think the the nature of the signings are that the belief in the squad has improved. Um, people like Ashley Morris used to winning. Um, Ashley Evans used to winning. Lewis Harlan you know, takes no prisoners whatsoever. So going right through really, and the, and the two lads up front are young and hungry. Well, Ben Ammon's not that young actually, but uh, um, no, but they're hungry and they're, you know, they're keen to learn and their attitudes have been superb. So I just think we've improved, A, because we've been around a year now, and our existing players have learnt, but also our our new players have brought an energy and a belief and a and a desire that we perhaps were lacking a little bit before. I was going to ask you about one of those existing players as well. I, th- I think a few of your existing players seem to have stepped up a level, but one in particular, Nathan Wood, um, seems to have really found another gear this year. How how have you seen his development over the last year? He's been with you. Yeah, look, I said it quite a few times. Nathan's a superb talent, both with the ball and physically as well. He's a very good athlete. Um, it's funny because 
when you say that to me, I think about recent chats I've had with Nathan where he's not happy with his form. So when he wants more from himself, and I'm never going to say that's enough. So there's more to come from Nathan, as I just said about Connor as well. So, but no, look, he's, he's involved in a lot of our good play going forward. Um, and he gives us a, another dimension. And to be quite honest with you, when he's on his game, you can't really defend against him at this level. So he's a superb player for us. But we've got a few of them. Kane Owen, you know, is as well, equally creative. Um, so Miles obviously popping up with goals. And we've got Ian Trailer coming back from injury now as well. So Ian was a big signing for us in the summer. And he's hardly kicked the ball so far. Yeah, doing okay. So that bodes well, I hope. Good. And, and it was one of your longest-serving players uh, grabbed two goals against Hanford West. Uh, yourself, Reese, taking your Cymru Premier tally up to 271 goals. It, it looks like you really still enjoy being on the pitch, enjoy scoring goals. Has that changed since you started in management? Um, I think, for me, it was difficult because I was getting injured all the time. You know, if you go back to my last season in the Welsh Prem for Aberystwyth, we're a great club and I had some really good friends in that changing room as well so really keen to do well I played some really good games I had some really good performances and people you know hopefully could see why I was quite successful but I then I'd get injured and I, I, I missed at least half the season and mentally for me that was very tough um, and literally playing on eggs eggshells not training properly through fear of getting injured so that is a hangover, which is never going to go away. I'm not all, all of a sudden going to become less injury prone as I, I've seen in my 40s now. So that hasn't gone away. I still have that worry that I'm going to get injured and that probably overtakes any desire I have to try and continue playing, even though, you know, I am still fit. So, but yeah, when I'm out there, I love it. Um, I'm probably not quite as aggressive with people as I was, but I've still got it in me. Um, <laughs> and, and then that little bit of experience. And the reason I came on against Hadford West was the boys had done the job in terms of getting us two goals up. Yeah. And we need a little bit of structure to stop them getting a foothold in the game, which they were starting to do. And they've obviously proved that they're a decent side. So I went on to just give us some guidance, really, in forward positions. And obviously I ended up with a, a couple of tap-ins as well. So that was nice for me. You mentioned Aberystwyth. It's not that long ago, really, in the grand scheme of things, since you were there in the Welsh Prem playing. Um, you'd been away for, so it would have been like three years. What way do you think that the league had changed and developed during that time? Do you think it had done a lot? Um, yeah, well, when I took over Penna Bond, I and Barry won the league in our first season. We were runners up. Mm. Um, I thought we were ready, and I was ready, more, more to the point, that I was ready to go up, and I'm ready to be a Welsh Prem manager. But probably I wasn't. Um, and the, the league, I would say, the man, I've just got to be careful the way I put this now, but the managers now have got so much information at their disposal that if they don't do their work, they'll, they will get found out. Every manager in the Welsh Prem is doing their homework, and if they're not, then they'll probably be near the bottom, to be quite frank. So that's changed. I think before, if you had a decent budget and a decent, some decent experience, you'll get through the season fine. I think now, if you you could have decent experience, look at Kevin Druids, you know, decent experience with like Jamie Reid, it's not easy at all. And if you don't know the league, 
then you're, it's gonna, you're gonna find it hard. So you've got to learn the league quite quickly. And, and that's, I think that has changed and it's certainly changed since I was playing. I was gonna ask you about um, one, other, one of your former clubs, um, one that's still playing during this pause, Halford West. Obviously they've similar situation to you coming up from tier two last year. Do you still look out for your former clubs or is there no room for soft spots in, in football? I don't really, if I'm honest, you know, I wish I could, you know, I'm probably not going to endear myself to supporters, but no, I don't, you know, Llanethly maybe, yeah. and you know, certainly Portal went through a difficult time, they look to have stabilised, I keep an eye on that and that's great to see, because um, it did look at, at one point as if they were going to, you know, perhaps uh, keep going down, if you like, um, but they've stabilised and they've got a good manager now, a good team, so I do in that sense. But it was, you know, I spoke to someone the other day, and they, I pointed to someone who I know who lives abroad, and he, he said, "You scored two against your old club," and I was, "Oh yeah, it was my old club, wasn't it?" Yeah. And I didn't even register. But I, I've got when I really think back, I do. I've got some fond memories of Hartford West. It was a great time. Uh, we were a young team who the players went on and proved themselves to be top Welsh Prem players. But I mean, no one had heard of me at that time. Adrian Harris. As another one, Dylan Blaine, I could keep going, Lee Kendall. So it was great for us to be um, overachieving in most people's eyes when we got into Europe. And, and when I actually sit and think about it, I've got some fond memories, but I don't, I'm not one to sort of look back over things too much. They've uh, come up from tier two like you did. Did you, did you see the gap, uh, a massive one when you came up? Because obviously there's a lot of the same players that you've kept from now, like Nathan Wood and Kano, and they've come up with you. Do, do you think the gap is is massive between Tier One and Tier Two? Yeah, I do. Um, I think I think Halifax West are doing they're doing well and they're doing better than I expected. Um, I thought they, you know, I think they've done really well so far. I've got to take my hat off to them. Um, if they can steer clear from that bottom sort of three or four all season, then it's a fantastic job for them. As it would be for us this year, to be quite to be quite honest. But uh, um, yeah, the gap is massive. But I think if I look back, you know, we were undefeated when we won the Welsh League, and we had a I don't know whether it was a record points tally, but it couldn't have been far off. And then and then so we were a very very good Welsh League side who came up and finished third from bottom. And but having said that, we had some very, very close games. And we're talking, there's obviously a reason why we ended up on the wrong side of those results. But I mean, you could, we could play those games again and we could come away with another 10, 12 points, in my opinion. You know, look back at Carmarthen. How we've, I think, do we take one point from Carmarthen? They took seven from us. And if you look at the games, that's unbelievable. So, again, I'm not, I'm, I don't mean any disrespect by that, but... If we played those games again, in my opinion, it would never go that way. So uh, we were a little bit unlucky. I don't like the word luck, but we, we were unfortunate to end up in the bottom three, in my opinion, based on our results. Like I say, it's only Banner that really put us to the sword. Um, but the gulf is massive. And I think if a third or fourth place team from the Welsh League came up, I think then you'd see that they really would struggle, in my mm. opinion. For Pennebon's trajectory, obviously, it took you a few years in the end to go up. But when you did, you had that unbeaten season, third from bottom last season. We're talking 
top six uh, ambitions this season? Where do you see the club in the long term? I think I just, it's a good question. I, I think we've just got to keep pushing forward. I think the potential for the club off the field is, is good. We've got a, a great setup. We've got space to develop in terms of land. Um, we've got directors who are really, um, in some cases, experienced, good business heads, dedicated. Um, and then on the pitch, I think everything's in, in place as well at the moment to keep progressing forward. The expectation levels have got to keep rising, and then I think the performance as well. So the difficulty we're going to have if we can achieve top six is going from a top six team to a top three or four team, and, and that is a massive that going from a relegation team to a top six team is easier, in my opinion, than going from a top six team mm. to a top three team because the, you know the, the, the full time to the teams, um, whether Barry will that go that way in the future, I don't know. But the, you know the, the finances at their disposal. You look, you look at the lockdown situation. We're struggling financially because we've got no income coming in at all. Those clubs are getting a European windfall, which which they earned. You know, I'm not taking anything away from them. So the financial gulf is big, but it only takes one year. If you, I think, if you can get in that into that European spot, one one year whether it be Welsh Cup, then, then I think you can start to kick on then. The difficulty we've got now, of course, is because of the coefficiency points, we've lost a spot. Mm-hmm. So it's going to get even harder. Well, I'll leave it at that. Um, uh, thanks for taking the time to speak to us. Uh, good luck for that game against Bala and good luck for the rest of the season and, uh, and for your long-term uh, plans with Penavant. Thanks. No problem, Diolch. Very am. Diolch, Thanks again to Fries uh, for the chat. Jordan, you've seen him once this year live against uh, Cardiff Met. Uh, who impressed you in that game? Um, look, looking at the performance, thinking of it, um, I was really impressed with Connor Davis, the, the right back. And it, it just shows the kind of business that Reece Griffiths is doing is he's taking young players um, who are being released by these professional clubs and he, he's given them an opportunity, a first-team opportunity, to go in there. Sometimes you can sign a few young players and you've got to blend them in, but he's thrown Connor Davis straight in. And uh, Davis is, is brought to that, really. He's enjoying it. Um, Ollie Dalton as well. It says something that I'm, I'm praising their defence because I know he lost heavily against Ballatown. Um, but um, some of their players like that, we always pick out Kane Owen. Kane Owen is a left back, but he can, he can play centre mid and he can go forward. But I'm picking out three of their players that were in defence. I mean, it's interesting because Dalton um, is from their Welsh league, went inside, they come yourself, went inside, and so is Kane Owen. Um, Georgievsky's really improved for me. Um, I've seen him in, in the Welsh league winning team, um, and I've seen him, obviously, he's been kept on by Penamont this season, and I think um, he, he's deserved that payoff, really, is that we script has um, called some of the players. Some players have left to their own accord, some have been told to leave. And now Georgievsky is, is excelling that role. Took a great goal against um, Cardiff Met. Lovely little uh, celebration as well as somersault. <laughs> uh, brings a little bit of a flair to the league. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm liking Georgievsky. And I'm, I'm liking their business. I, I like the idea of like bringing in the best of the Welsh league. 
and the best one that we pick out is Nathan Wood. Unfortunately, when we were putting the praise on him, he gets sent off. <laughs> um, I, I saw plenty of people on social media who were saying that perhaps he might be the next player to go to the Football League from the Cymru Premier. So I have to pay close attention to that one. So the game this weekend is take two of uh, Bala versus uh, TNS. Obviously, they've played this game or 89 minutes of it already, which will be a, a tough one mentally for them, won't it, Jordan? How do you see it going? Um, yeah, I, I do think it'll be, it'll be hard because that fixture was almost played to a completion. Uh, the Newsings probably looked the most likely to have won that game after coming back from two goals down. And obviously, the lights go out as soon as that goal goes in. And, um, Bala probably feeling lucky um, with the floodlights because I remember um, mm. before they, they had um, the Barry floodlights go off at Jenna Park so they, they probably walked under a few ladders and had a few black cats around them <laughs> um, but yeah I think I think the New Saints are probably obviously, we obviously say the New Saints are going to be favourites um, in this one and I think that in the manner that the way Bala conceded um, against half for West last week is perhaps um, this is the right way to to go about that is to get a result against the New Saints. And as we've alluded to, imagine if Bala had held on, then this game could have been described as a, a close title um, match between the two sides. So if they do win, they, they kind of get themselves into that title race. Obviously, they're now ahead of Connors Key and they want to ha- have a bit of leeway um, in finishing second because if they can finish second, they secure that European spot. And then it would, it would show something if perhaps Bala could knock the champions off. Even if they didn't finish first, they'd be taking the champions Europa League spot, which means Connors Key would have it all to do. Um, I, I think the New Saints will win this one. Um, and it's just the case that I feel, and Bala have played to a good standard this season. I just think the New Saints always have, have that standard. They, they always know what standards play at. Um, and look at the way the New Saints played against Half West. Is the Half West were probably the better team in that one. But everything, every time we look at the New Saints, it's that they can find a win from anywhere. And Scott Musco alluded to it. He said probably last season we might have lost that, drawn that. But this season they've won that, and I think that's that's what we're seeing from a new Saints team. Is they're a young team, but they they're learning and they're winning, and that's what you want to see—a winning mentality. It sounds like an old cliche, but but really that's what we we know from the new Saints is they can win from any position because they are the favourites of the league and they're most well equipped in that. So it's uh, an evening kickoff again this weekend, I believe, uh, which is risky with with uh, floodlights being an issue. They could have gone half two, but you know. There you go. Um, really looking forward to that game. 